I'm Kyle Woodard. This is the Creator Series. Today we have Lawrence Lenahan, co-founder of Resonance, formerly founder of First More Capital, investor in companies like Pinterest and Shopify and Tommy John. Um, thank you, Lawrence. Pleasure, pleasure to be with you. I'd like to start off, maybe take it you know, all the way back to uh, pre-university. Okay. How you grew up and how this did or did not impact your path. I was a I was a product of the, the mean streets of Chappaqua, New York. Um, that rough upbringing. Um, no, it was a, it was it was like something out of a out of a postcard. Um, it was a Chappaqua wasn't as, as well known as it is now, but it was a small peaceful town. I had two parents who uh, I'm the product of a of a of a lawyer and an English teacher, and uh, therefore I am a nut about grammar. But other than that, they uh, felt a Sun rose and um, set around me, and um, were they tough on you? Did they push you to? They, I, I, they, no, they just were always really supportive. No, they weren't. You know, in fact, I'm, you know, I, I, mean, I paid attention a little bit in school, but I always did well enough that they really didn't spend much time. And uh, I always wanted. I started companies. I started a company when I was I was building stuff when I was you know four and five years old, um, like tree houses and things like that. And I started a, a weeding company when I was like seven or eight. And so I always had these things and didn't, my parents that was kind of alien, so they just sort of let me be and that was it. You moved on into your career. Uh, you started working at IBM, yeah. at the university. Um, you know, did you have a thought in your mind that you would turn into a you know, venture capitalist? Venture capitalist very sexy. People were always asking me, you know, how do I get there? What's the right path? Yeah. Uh, People start asking that question, it's the time to leave. So, uh, <laughs> was it apparent to you early on? No, I had no idea. I never track. heard of venture capital. I, I was assigned by chance to the retail industry branch. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and they put me on Macy's, and they're losing the Macy's account. And I had a chance to go work in Macy's to show them how much we would study their business and know them. And, you know, they put me on the shop floor, they put me in a distribution center, and I fell in love with the retail industry. And so I, you know, at that time, IBM was so screwed up as the late 80s that um, I, you know, I was able to develop a product um, for in-store retail processing. Um, you know, the idea of putting a computer in the stores, which now sounds <laughs> ridiculous, but believe it or not, they, they didn't have it, you know, just links back to their mainframes. Um, the second thing was um, we had, um, uh, 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 we developed a, a, a kiosk product. There's a whole business, a whole standalone interactive retail kiosk product. And, um, uh, you know, I tried to spin it out. Um, they set up a stage and, and, and ran with it. They would put me through um, business school, so. I did. I told him I was going to leave at the end. I did, uh, and I had a chance to go to a small merchant bank, and um, and then uh, form the predecessor to First Mark called uh, Pequot as part of Pequot Capital, which is the largest cap larger capital management company. And you went to undergrad for engineering. I was electrical engineer. Yeah. So were you more technical or more business? Uh, I was uh, out of uh, out of 200 engineers. I think I graduated 195th in my class, but I did enjoy. Uh, my time at Duke. Um, uh, I did much better at IBM, and I was able to get an award. And, um, but no, I mean, I was I was always technically, uh, you know, it was always a, a uh, technology orientation. And so, in coming in IBM, you started thinking about solving things, you know, systems approach to solving things. 
Yeah. So that's really been, you know, I mean, honestly, it was the greatest thing in the in the world to as a place to start. It teaches you how organizations run. It teaches how people, you know, act in a work environment. You know, kind of approaches that you can bring. Um, also, a lot of things what not to do. What happens when you know you're a market leading company and the world shifts from underneath you. Sure. So let's transition from where you founding First More Capital and now to Resonance. I know it's much different. It's not traditional venture, not just investing. No, no, but I think, you know, I mean, I think the thing that I always saw about, about the venture industry is, you know, venture capitalists always talk about um, disrupting, disrupting industries. And, um, but they never talk about disrupting venture capital. And, um, and as you see now, it's like the sexy thing to get into. When I got into it in 1996, not many people knew what the hell a venture capitalist was. Um, and, um, which by the way was the greatest time in the world to join venture capital, I feel like forest company shrimping boats. But, uh, um, uh, you know, founded two firms, both of which did very well. When I founded first, Mark, leaving, we had a, you know, Pequot was a, was a larger multi, uh, multi-stage, uh, you know, multi multi-industry fund. Um, and we changed, first mark was completely different. It was all technology, all early stage, all New York. And it was a big bet. It doesn't sound like that big of a bet now, but in 2007 it was a gigantic bet. But it was just a, a tectonic change that it felt coming. Um, I told my partners about a year before I was going to leave um, first mark about forming resonance. And what I saw is another tectonic change that's happening in, in, um, in this industry. And I think that uh, the future of, of, of investing and building companies is you've got to declare major. You've got to know an industry better than somebody else. Right now, we know this industry better than anybody else. We can make something from raw material all the way to customer doorstep. Um, what do we want to build here? We want to build, some, we want to build 300 brands over the next 10 years. Um, and we're going to build them that they can outperform Azara. Um, but it's also providing capital, it's providing operating, it's providing a whole lot of things, it's adjusting our business that we know that brands are going to be smaller and they're going to be more specific, they're going to be better, but they're going to be smaller. And so how do we, you know, how do we make money? How do we generate returns on, on, something, uh, on something along, you know, when those dynamics have shifted? It doesn't fit into a regular venture capital um, uh, uh, type of model and therefore we change them all. Uh, so Lawrence is a thought leader in the space of retail needs technology. We've been cited as saying, you've seen the last of the billion dollar retail fashion brands. Is that accurate and do you still believe that today? Nah, it's funny, I, I, I wrote that piece in Business of Fashion um, uh, about three years ago almost. And um, I'm amazing how people bring it up, bring it up to me. Uh, but, it's a great uh, piece. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, the, uh, I still believe it. I, I think this is a world where it's, you know, the more, the, 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 the more connected we are, the more disconnected we are, we need, you know, we are tribal, communal beings and we need to feel like we're in a community. And, you know, what we wear says who we stand in this industry. I mean, I have this on, this says where I think I, I, I stand, what you're wearing. Um, um, and what we're seeing is an ability where, you know, you don't, you don't settle, settle for just general. This is why, this is why, like, the gaps of the world, the J. Crews of the world are dead. What does that mean? Who feels bad? Who hates the gap? Do you really hate the gap? No. But that's just as bad as not loving the gap. I mean, you have to be passionate. There has to be, you know, the best brands are somebody that, you know, if, if they, if it elicits hate and disgust, it's almost as good as, um, you know, as it's not as good, obviously, but it's, it's at least you listen to something as somebody who just passionately loves it. But to be right in the middle of the road, this is where things are, these things are dying. And so when you're more specialized, when you mean something more, I think it's impossible to be big. And so therefore, why try? I mean, if you can be a $100 million brand generating $25 million in cash flow every year, are you happy? 
Should be, well, unless you raise $500 million, then you're probably not that happy. But if you raise the right amount of money and you're at that level and you're at two, you are a wealthy, happy person. Yeah, for you, you have a lot going on. What drives you to do all of this? Insanity. Um, <laughs> I love building things. I love building things. Um, Is it the passion? Do you love the early stage and kind of the creation? I love doing something that nobody's ever done before. We're doing something which nobody's ever done. Um, we are creating. We're creating an entire new model for this um, for this uh, for this industry. Um, it may be people think we're idiots. Um, some people think we're geniuses. Um, I don't know what the truth lies somewhere in between. But we're doing something nobody's ever done. And at the end of the day, it will leave a mark. Hopefully on the industry, not on me. Uh, but um, uh, it'll 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 leave a mark. And it's important that you know that that, that I love doing what seems. Really hard. Looking back, if you hadn't worked at IBM and gone the track you went, uh, where would you be? Can you see a parallel life where you're a normal working guy, sales? For me, I, you know, in my life, it's always been. I, I've always had this. This in my upbringing, I've always had this opportunity to feel I could do anything. So therefore, why not just fucking try? And um, uh, but I think that 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 mindset is so important. Do you think that there are things that are not taught in school that should be? Yeah, I think I think I think our educational system has completely failed us, um, especially higher education. Um, well, first of all, lower education, we, we don't train anybody to have skills, and I think you know the, the biggest problem in this world right now is that um, you know we have people who. Uh, you know, the jobs are being eliminated left and right. So, you know, rather than training somebody to be an office worker, well, guess what? It doesn't exist anymore. What are you doing? We're developing technology that's going to be you know, basically straight through processing for manufacturing. You know, where you're not going to have people touching you. You're going to have integrated value chains. It's going to be massive, massive, massive people. Are going. Does that mean there's nobody else here in the world that works? No, there are lots of things to do. Um, uh, you know, whether or not you're a hand craftsman, whether or not you know there's some other technical skill that you can do, you've got to be trained for that. And they're always going to be changing. So we're not we're not setting that up and we set this expectation that everybody has to go through college. I think college is is, is useless for most people um, and doesn't set them up for for what they need to be doing in the in the future. I was going to ask because you were you know, very well educated, dude. Yeah. And, 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 well, I went to I went to good school. I'm not sure I ended up being well educated. <laughs> Is that still a, a logical path for someone that can't do it? Or do you think it's completely changed based on where things are today? You should focus more on learning how to launch a e-commerce business yourself. What would you do this morning about you know, I, I think college is great for people, and college is not great for other people. Um, I think my biggest problem with college is that you, you you kind of have these majors that sort of sit right in the middle of, 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 of everything. They're neither interesting nor practical to be able to generate, you know, generate, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a living. You know, what I would do is I would make somebody be a computer science major and a philosophy major or you know, French Renaissance art and um, math, you know, something where you, know, you, you get a chance to, to, to stretch your mind, to, to change and develop as a person. If you're not doing something like that, it's useless. I mean, being, I, I don't think there are a lot of majors that are, yeah, and, and it's not setting up for life. If you can afford it, it's, you know, it's great, but um, I think there are other ways of doing it. I'm also a big believer that you shouldn't go straight from high school to college. You should take a year off and you should find out who you are and what you are. Best investment for you. 
Well, there have been a lot of messages for Luger. The best and best and the one I've been... Next your favorite. This is the best. Okay. Oh, the best. Um, well, the firm, it wasn't my investment. Pinterest was obviously, um, you know, an, an amazing... Uh, an amazing investment. Um, when we started, um, you know, back in the bubble years, we, we, you know, had some investments in a company integrity that was, you know, more than 100x, Sycamore, more than 100x. Um, 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 you know, we've done really well Shopify. Um, you're gonna, if you're gonna ask me my favorite investment, I'll then tell you whether this is, is my favorite investment. I think it may end up being the one we, um, we are made the most, which is a company called Tracelink. Um, which is pharmaceutical supply chain, which I don't have a passion or interest in at all. Um, but I have such a passion and interest in this team and um, uh, uh, this CEO who I've known for 16, 17 years and um, is building, I think, the future of enterprise software, meaning that it's the future of, this, of enterprise software is networked. In the future enterprise, software giants look more like LinkedIn and Facebook than they do like Salesforce. You know, as an investor, you either have to, you know, sit in the back seat and watch where you're being driven, or you have to drive. You can't grab the damn steering wheel from the back seat. I also get to visit you travel. You can speak with us. Are you building tech companies here? What do you do with How do you get around here? Places you go, things you do. Um, I love to travel. Uh, I don't get uh, I don't get uh, enough uh, enough enough time to travel, um, uh, and so I would say that would be it. But I really don't get a chance to do it nearly as much as I do. I'm mean, I get little my my fiance is a, a, as an entrepreneur as well, and so it's hard to, to get away. My my escape is is, is exercise. I love to box. Um, uh, that is what clears my at home or at like a studio at a, at a gym, uh, and um, uh, I don't spar much anymore. The old guy can get around, so I'm gonna love to cook. cook, love to garden. Um, big organic garden at home um, that we uh, that we use. My son and I want to make um, Lenahan pepper sauce, so we're in the process of fermenting our hot sauce after our gigantic pepper garden. Could be the next hot pepper garden. Oh, that'll be. I'm sure this will be gigantic. <laughs> Hot pepper sauce. <laughs> so a quote that I stole actually from Lawrence. Creators take chances. They see what we can't see and manifest it from their imagination and skill to deliver an experience that surprises and delights us. I love that. The creator series loves that. Thank you all for being here. No, thank you.